Our UK correspondent, Linda von Tilburg, joins us with some good news, Linda. Well, the good news is when the South Africa has been taken off the red list, what it exactly means for South Africans, I'm not sure. But if you have a British passport as well, you can go home without quarantining, which is good news for me. I've literally been stuck in for six weeks. Well, stuck is probably not the right word. I'm in Cape Town and that's quite great. Yeah, I mean, it's the worst places in the world to be stuck in inverted commas, if you think about it that way. But uh, this red list, just explain that. Does it come a bit out of the blue or was it expected? Well, it was actually expected. I've been watching the news and I preemptively um, booked a flight yesterday because I saw that ministers were also starting to say that it's not fair. And even Boris Johnson in a debate in Parliament said that they need to change it. And uh, so we've been expecting it. I booked a flight while it was still quite cheap. So to be able to go back, that I can fly straight to the UK because I was planning to fly uh, via Switzerland or something and quarantine there. You would have to quarantine at home, but what it means for people who, you know, Brits who are going back or South Africans who might have dual nationality is they don't no longer have to hotel quarantine. You'll have to be at home and you'll be vigorously tested. Um, but it's just great. I mean, it's it saves you. It was 200 2185 pounds to stay in a dreadful hotel one of near one of the airports that's almost 50,000 rand and that's gone now that is really good news we just need to check what it means for south africans who might want to travel to the uk whether south africans are also off the list but the news flash that i saw is that south africa is off the red list so we'll just have to see what exactly it means i'm just trying to think about it for families who get together in south africa uh, relocated uh, countrymen of ours who perhaps like you are, are living elsewhere in the world now they can come here and go home as you have just mentioned even if you have to yeah. quarantine when you get back to the uk Yes, that's what it means. So be people who thought, okay, I'm not coming because I know of people who was, wanted to come back to their families who didn't because they thought, oh, shucks, I'm going to be stuck here and, you know, I can't go back to work in January or whatever. They can now come. So, so you know, we just have to see exactly – it's got to be vigorous testing, but that's what they should have done right from the beginning, you know, to put people like – almost like prisoners into hotels. The EU didn't do that. And I've seen in Cape Town, I've run into um, in the Somerset West area, and there's a lot of Germans here. And first of all, their government sent a plane on the 5th of December to take a lot of them. And now, a lot of them just stayed because they said they can go back. They have to quarantine. That's fine. But I think the best nice thing is South Africans can come back, you know, to their families that might be elsewhere in the world and that might be in the UK. And now they can fly back. You know, quarantining is not the end of the world. And it's cold in the UK. You might as well stay indoors anyway. Yeah, but I was thinking of that. There are not too many people from South Africa who'd be wanting to go to England for Christmas. But the the reverse traffic is uh, much, much higher. Uh, and yeah. and for the tourism sector, this is really good news. Well, uh, let, let's hope there's more, more than that because Africa on the red list or, or the, the whole of Southern Africa, it's killed tourism. I mean, I've been walking around and just gobsmacked. You know, I, I walk at the waterfront and it's empty. I mean, when is the waterfront empty? You you go into these places, you go to the wine farms. I was at Farah. And I'm sitting there in a restaurant and think, where are the people? So, you know, maybe this means that even Europeans, okay, we're not going to be stuck. 
back or Brits who actually want to come, they can go back because, you know, so the Brits love South Africa. I think 10% of our of their tourism is South African tourism. So it, it might open that up. And I think that's what Satsa and Fedhasa has been waiting for. So we just don't want our government uh, now to start playing around with lockdowns, for heaven's sake. But anyway, that's good news on the one side. The other thing that I wanted to just pick up with you, thanks to the kind sponsorship mm-hmm. of uh, Bright Rock, you are off to Davos yep. again this year. You, 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 you went two years ago uh, and covered it for yep. us brilliantly well, as you always do. And then last year, Thank you. Uh, there was nothing, nothing going on last year. Well, last year it was online, but I don't think me or you, none of us bothered to actually check in what what it was about because the conversation kind of moved on from what they were discussing. But I think this one's going to be interesting because this is planning for post-pandemic. I mean, even if we have this, you know, um, COVID sort of just dragging on, the, the world has to reopen. So it would be interesting to see what the world's going to do. And I think there would be nice, clear indications from Davos. And it will be interesting to see who goes. I'm, I've, I haven't seen, you know, they quite normally, you know how long they normally plan ahead. This time I haven't seen itineraries. I haven't seen anything. I don't even know who's going from the South African government yet. So it, I think Davos would be interesting this year to see, you know, post-pandemic because we need to start looking post-pandemic now. Yeah, it was a bit of a last-minute thing from what I can understand mm. that they are actually having the World Economic Forum again this, uh, well, next year. Uh, but it's sure, it's not even a, it's a month away, Linda, and you're going to be back in the, in the Alps uh, freezing uh, cold <laughs> as it always is. But there's always a heck of a lot going on there. And the, the agenda for the year uh, seems to be somehow come together when all these heavyweights are uh, in one spot. Yeah, let's see, because, you know, you, you know, every time you go, you're the ones you go and do this. There's always some big speaker. Um, um, I know that Greta Thunberg was quite a big thing there when I was there. And, well, Trump was still there. It was before he was out. So it might be interesting to see whether the Biden comes, who comes. And, you know, to, to sort of set an agenda and, you know, look at look at how we can revive the world after this dreadful, dreadful pandemic. And you're right, it was kind of last minute. And I've never been, and I don't know if you've been ever been chased down by the media liaison of the World Economic Forum. I mean, they were all looking, are you coming? Are you coming? So I think they sort of keen to quickly get it going. And it will be interesting. I mean, you've tried around it. Was it in your face? My Felskuns are brilliant, I'll have you know. If uh, a good old maid in Cape Town, uh, if you need to, Well, well, I suppose it's not really ladylike for you, would it be? I don't care about lady luck. I sort of went last time thinking I'm going to dress up and I was like, looked like a Yeti snowman every day. You know what it's like. You just eventually don't care. You just want to be warm. But what is interesting, you mentioned Joe Biden. I saw Joe Biden in Davos a few years ago when he was still the uh, vice president to Obama and he really yeah. impressed me. I really liked him and followed uh, his career since then. I know he's been getting a real bad press from many people, but I, I'll tell you something that I, I like about, uh, uh, what does he call himself, middle-class Joe, uh, is that what he, when he says he's going to do something, he actually follows through on it. And something that's gone completely under the radar is the way that Americans are now attacking corruption. Up until now, what used to be, uh, it used to be one of the easiest countries in the world 
for you to wash money through in the United States. We've seen HSBC get into trouble, Deutsche Bank get into trouble for this kind of thing. And they've just passed laws this week uh, which is going to stop that. And it's been motivated by Joe Biden and Janet Yellen, who's now the Secretary of uh, what, Treasury Secretary, so like their Finance Minister, I, it, it, that's going to be fascinating to see that if if he doesn't make it, at least members of his administration on the route that they're following, because looking at the mass media nowadays, it's so hard to to make sense of so many conflicting reports. I know, I agree with you, because I, I, I think, um, well, I'm more a liberal at heart, So, but I, I think what he brought back is a bit of sanity. I mean, there's, there's so many conflicting outside views. This is sort of more the middle line. People think in America it might be left-wing, but it's the middle line. And if you're talking about corruption, maybe they go after the Guptas, because, you know, whenever you trade in, in dollars – the Americans can go for you. Um, so, you know, we, we should hope they go for corruption and, and, and go for it everywhere and, and root it down and root down the, the money that people can take out of the world because they normally use dollars. So, you know, we should definitely watch that spot, I think, the fact that they are getting much stronger on corruption. Indeed. Well, Linda, I look forward to talking to you from Davos in early January. And uh, again, delighted that you're going to be covering the World Economic Forum for Biz News and the community uh, from the middle of, in fact, the highest town in Europe is Davos, the, 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 what, the, a ski resort most of, the, most of the winter. Yeah, I think one of the things that was so interesting last year, I mean, you've got all these high-flying people, and then there are these people who actually live in the town who don't really care about all this. And these ladies, they are 80, and they're still skiing, coming past you. I mean, it's just, it's just such an incredible place.